Welcome to the Love of the Star podcast. I'm Bobby Bell, Dallas Cowboys insider for 105.3 The Fan in Dallas, joined as always by former Super Bowl winning NFL scout Brian Broaddus. He is now the co-host of the G-Bag Nation, 2 to 7 p.m. Central, Monday through Friday on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He is also the pre- and post-game co-host on the Dallas Cowboys radio network. And we are going to be doing something a little bit different today. Brian and I uh, co-hosted together on July 4th on 105.3 The Fan, and we talked about a number of Cowboys topics. And so we decided that we would just bring those discussions to you guys today uh, for Love of the Star. And so this is a little bit different a format than we usually do, uh, but we wanted to bring this to you guys as some bonus content uh, for the July 4th holiday. Uh, So this was the first discussion we had. There's some news about Jerry Jones and a documentary on his life. Uh, And so we had talked about that on Tuesday morning. So we've talked about this already a little bit that a NFL films slash Skydance production, Skydance Sports docuseries, 10-part docuseries. Who's about, got Skydance, by the way? I don't it, know. Okay. Is that like... I, I was thinking maybe somebody famous. If it, It's like a Clint Eastwood huh. kind of a deal. I'll or look something. it up. I'll find out yeah. for you. But Skydance Sports and NFL films are working on this docuseries about Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. It will be a 10-part docuseries. It was announced in May, and we now know where it will be. Netflix has purchased the docuseries yeah. for $50 million. How about that? Just keep printing money over there, don't we? $5 million <laughs> an episode? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's significant. It is significant. But look, if there was... I mean, you want to talk about figures in the sports world. Is there anybody... I think you'd have very few people. Love him or hate him. There are very few people that I think... I'd want to see a documentary about more than Jerry Jones. Okay, you're absolutely right. And I worked for the man for 14 years. He is a fascinating person. Now, you can hate him for football things that he's done, but working for him, he I owe him a lot. I owe that family a lot. They gave me two careers. They hired me on as a scout, and they let me work on DallasCowboys.com. So I really, and I still do work with DallasCowboys.com. So I really do appreciate everything the Jones family does. I hope that people, I hope that Netflix gets their money's worth from this, though. Oh, I I, I'd like to believe this might be the one thing that, this might be the one thing that people go back on and look at Jerry Jones' life yeah, kind of a deal. That this is the, you know, he is 80 years old and I'm not trying to be morbid and all those things. But this might be the this might be the chronicling of his life, and I and I I don't know how far back I want to go in that life, but <laughs> or, I or I, how deep, <laughs> yeah. But th- he is a fascinating man, and there are things that he has done that I'm sure that they're not going to be able to get on Netflix. Now, here's the thing that's very <laughs> interesting about Jerry is. And you just kind of spoke about how grateful you are to him. I'm very for, grateful for, to the Jones family. family. I really am. There's a little bit of a perception at times I know. We get here in the media where people go like, oh, you're you're scared to ask Jerry this or that. Or, oh, you, you're only asking Jerry this because he controls all the questions. He's right. making you this. I cannot tell you how far from the truth it is to say... Jerry genuinely 
will not get in the way of things you want to talk about. Not at all. Not at all. I'm you as an employee on on DallasCowboys.com. He tried to fire his head coach. Three years. Somebody he views as his son for three three years. years. Three years. He, he, three years. And I'll tell you what, how, I'm going to tell you how hard it is to work for DallasCowboys.com. And if you ever ask David Hellman this question, or anybody that's ever worked at DallasCowboys.com, they allow you the platform to be super critical when you need to be. And but they also expect you to be fair. You know, those are the two things they ask. Be critical, but be fair about it. And that's the thing that that for I know for three years, myself, David Hellman getting on airplanes, going with the team to the places on road trips, we'd have to walk through the coaches section up there in first class. And every one of those eyes would turn to you like, oh, there are the SOBs that picked against us this week. Yeah. Oh, there are the SOBs that are trying to get us fired. Oh, those are the SOBs that that are, you know, talking about us in a way that maybe ownership, you know, could deem, oh, they might be right. See, that's the thing that I that is a very, very difficult job. You think working for the Cowboys is easy. It's not. Because the Joneses allow you to make it to where you could be super critical. Oh, Jerry, Jerry wants a, essentially, he, he wants ex- Dallas Cowboys.com. He wants it to be a news organization, yeah. and, and he wants unfiltered coverage. Yeah. He wants it. He wants a genuine. He does not want a propaganda wing. Not at all. He is, I, he is not Dan Snyder. I'll never forget this. We were we were in Oxnard one year. This one was with DallasCowboys.com. It's probably two three years ago, and Jason Garrett brings like all the staff. The people that are there, like in marketing and DallasCowboys.com, and yep. you know, all the people together, everybody but football operations people. So he's having this rah rah meeting. And I looked at Derek Eagleton, I go, man, I do not feel good about being in this meeting. And it got to the point where Garrett actually took it personally, where he, he like, okay, everybody else in the, in the, in the, of the team of the group got hoodies, mm-hmm. got Yetis. Got, you know, got all the things. Mysteriously, DallasCowboys.com stuff all got lost. Couldn't find it. Oh. Didn't know where it was. That I mean, kind of like TV, all these people got like. So everything, everybody else, theirs were, were accounted for. Everybody else's stuff mm. was accounted for, but DallasCowboys.com. And I looked at Derek Eagleton and I go, hey, boss, I go, you know what? We don't need to do this anymore. We really don't. Because if they're going to. If if we're going to be critical of these guys, we got to we got to separate this. We can't be the rah rah, you know that kind. Of, and you know we're part of the team and all that of the organization. But Derek agreed, and the next year we didn't we didn't go to the rah rah meeting, you know, because like we we felt like that it was more important to be separate from that, and 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 give the type of coverage that the fans deserve. Who do you think in in that? building in the history of that building when you were working at DallasCowboys.com just despised you the most. It was like oh I want to punch Brian Broaddus in the oh, face. Oh, Brill Garrett, Jason's wife really <laughs> hated me. She, Matter of fact, we were getting uh, uh, Larry Wansley who was in charge of security for the Cowboys. Great guy. I'd worked with Larry in NFL, a legend. In NFL Europe. He was a like a, he was a spy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, he's, he's, he's a legitimate legend. He's a legitimate legend. Spy guy. And so he uh, he set it up to where we could all get global the global access mm-hmm. to uh, you know we could, and we just all he had to do was go downstairs and register and we got it and 
man, it's just so easy to travel in and out of the country or, you know, TSA approved and all that. So Larry sets that up. Jason and Brill Garrett are down there getting set up the same time I am. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget, Jason, that he the hate smile was number one. She wanted nothing to do with me. Nothing to do with me. And like the looks, comments, I and I knew it. I I mean you could you could feel it when people were a, you know that they wanted nothing to do with you. The football operations guys were the same way. Because when you fire head coaches, football operations guys then get fired too because maybe they want to bring in their own Rob Davis yep. or, or somebody like that. So those guys in football operations were looking for any reason to get rid of me. They literally were looking for reasons for me to move on and hopefully and hopefully and trying to create opportunities for me to move on. I, I sometimes uh, wonder just doing the beat because you know this we yeah. we talk about them a certain way and it, it's funny almost everybody on the beat has a story about somebody in in the building uh whether they're there or not or not just take an issue with something you wrote and just saying like hey come here for a sec yeah and and, and just saying like i did not like that that, yeah. that wasn't fair and so you'll you'll get some of that sometimes i i I feel like it's gotten quieter since McCarthy went there. I wonder if they just choose their, like, we're not even going to... Well, the thing about it, I'll tell you, the one that I dealt with was, I, I've always told a story, I think people have heard this, maybe if you're new to the program, you know, welcome. The time that Jerry Jones confronted me in Valley Ranch. Oh, yeah, when you're walking down the hall? I'm walking down the hall, and he was coming right at me, and I'm thinking I'm just going to have a normal conversation with Jerry Jones, and I'm like... Hey, Mr. Jones, how's it going? He's like, hey, Brian, great. Good to see you. Good to see you. Uh, hey, by the way, you're kicking my ass pretty good right now. And I go, and all I could say was, I go, yes, sir. And he goes, but you're fair. You've been fair about it. Keep up the great work. Doing a great job. Love you on DallasCowboys.com. And, I, you know, and I literally went to my office and closed the door and almost, I started almost crying. <laughs> Just, I really did. Yeah. Tears were running down my face because I thought, Anxiousness. well, that was it. Yeah. I thought I was done. But, you know, the Jones family, they totally will work with you on things. Totally work with you on things. But like I said, there are people in that organization that do, they they don't like you. They don't like me. Sure. They don't like people that are questioning their jobs. Yeah, that, which, you know, I, which I get also from their perspective. Yeah. Like, like I would, I, if, you know, we're in a certain position that if, you know, given our job, if somebody's trying to tell me how radio is supposed to go or this or that. Yeah. There are times where it's like, if you're, if you've not done the job before, right. how do you know what this job entails and what you're supposed to do? Right. So I get, I get that same sort of understanding of like, you don't have my job, so you don't know what my job is. How right. can you So I understand when they get frustrated by it. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about it is you just got to get, you know, you got to get used to knowing that that's going to be the case that you're going, you're in a building where you're likely not going to be the favorite. A lot of people. I, I remember working in scouting and listening to guys like Todd Archer mm-hmm. and Clarence Hill and guys like that. Calvin Watkins, uh, Tim McMahon at the time. I remember those guys saying stuff about the team, and like and like people would be like at lunch, kind of like bitching about. Well, God, can you believe what Archer said? I'm like, he's right. <laughs> don't you you know? Don't you guys realize he's right? I, th- I think most everybody over there. Is of the opinion that I, most of the people I've ever encountered in the building are of the opinion that even when they don't like it, they're like, as long as you're fair, just don't be personal, don't yeah. be, don't be snotty about yeah. it, don't, don't be a, a D, basically. Yeah, I, I've always felt like that if you have a problem with me, you could come up and tell me you have a problem. Jason, Jason 
Witten did that with me one time. I told mm. like, you know he grabbed me in the locker room and said, "Hey, come here, <laughs> come here," and he dropped an, about six f bombs on me. And, and you know, and I'm like, okay. And then you know, I was part of the staff that drafted him. Yeah, and I thought you know he was a friend, but he he dropped uh, seriously. He went off on me for something that I wrote and said. You know, but that's but that's that's what Jerry Jones and I hope the documentary. I know we're talking about Jerry a little bit. Mm-hmm. I hope the documentary really dives into who he is. And there's a lot of things you probably can't get into. Ten, ten part series. Yeah. If these are hour long episodes, there's yeah. going to be plenty of it. Apparently, there's going to be unused footage from NFL films from over the years. There you go. Look, I'll I'll, I'll close with this quote uh, that Rick Goslin told me one time. Yeah. The the legendary Hall of Fame voter, former Dallas Morning News reporter. Uh, he said Jerry told him very early on. He said, I don't, I got big shoulders. I don't care what you write about me. He said, just as long as you spell Dallas Cowboys right in your headline. Yeah. That's what he wants.